JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. I'm particularly struggling because I was away for three days of absolute mayhem. Um, it was a Bucks party. It was a Bucks party. It was uh, my friend Nick's Bucks party. <laughs> was that you doing a conga line? <laughs> no, no, that's just that's just a sound effect. I don't think we we probably did conga line at some, exclusive audio at some point. But basically, the weekend planned was that we um we all just went to this massive house. There was thirteen of us and um. From there, we brought entertainment to us. So there was, there was they one one day there was meat smoked all day. It was amazing. Classic so, men. It was great. We we're supposed to go and um, play golf, but we got distracted and uh, <laughs> we didn't go. <laughs> but it oh, was dear. yeah. There was a fair bit happening. A fair bit that I will never ever ever mention mm. a to the radio. B to my wife, but um, here we are nonetheless, and I decided I would share a little bit from the weekend. I don't want to okay. just blank it out completely. Okay, that's thoughtful you're of you. You're my friend, Bundy. You're my friend, and um, what I thought I would do is reveal the names of some of the people that were on this Bucks party. These 13 new friends. These 13 new friends. I'll go through about half of them, right? So All I'll right. give you their name mm-hmm. at the start of the weekend. Yep. The nickname they developed by uh, the end of the weekend. Right. And I'll let you try fill in the blanks as okay. to what they may have done. I like this challenge. To develop the nickname. Are you ready? <laughs> I'll give you an example. So okay. this is the example. Paul. Yeah. By the end of the weekend, his nickname, The Chef. <laughs> did he cook a lot? Or did he cook up a whole bunch of mayhem? I'll never tell. <laughs> Let's go into a few more. All right. Dane. Yep. Dane's his name. Mm-hmm. Good fella. <laughs> by the end of the weekend, his nickname... The spreader. <laughs> Did he not want to wear pants? I'll never tell. For some time? Or I don't know. I'll never tell. Did he really like margarine? I'll, I'll never tell. <laughs> Could be anything. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Chris. Mm. His nickname by the end of the weekend, the on-heat chihuahua. <laughs> what was he humping? <laughs> or did he just see a chihuahua that he liked? You wouldn't believe it if I told you. Okay. All right. Theo. Theo. His nickname by the end of the weekend, The Panda. Cuddly? Well, maybe. Black eyes. <laughs> One of the two. I'll reveal, yeah, he had black eyes. <laughs> I knew he it. did not sleep at all the whole weekend. I'll reveal that one. <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. All right, um, are you ready for another one? Yes. Kieran, by the end of the weekend, The Dinner Plate was his nickname. <laughs> Kieran, what did you do? Mm. Did he not eat a lot? Well, no. Did he smash some plates? Did he have a brawl with somebody? I'm not going to reveal any more. You prized one out of me. What happens on the Bucks party should stay. Final one, Toby. Toby, yeah. Was his name at the start of the Bucks party Mm -hmm. weekend. By the end, the Farter Fanatic. (laughs) Well, there's one explanation there for Toby. (laughs) That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Now, JB, tragically, too many of us have know what it's like firsthand to know someone going through breast cancer, right? Yeah. My mum's been affected by it. Uh, fortunately, she succeeded. She fought it. But too many people are going around unchecking their breasts. And it's really important that uh, we highlight it. So October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The McGrath Foundation are doing some amazing things to remind us to look after ourselves. And to tell us about it, we have this. CEO Holly Masters with us. Morning, Holly. Morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. That is our absolute pleasure. Now, we, we always like to talk about um, always like to talk about early diagnosis and, and getting on yeah. top of it and doing our regular checks. Now, why is it so important? Honestly, it's it's 
so important because obviously the earlier you detect breast cancer, the more likely treatment is to be successful. And it's very easy. It's just something you need to remember to do once a month. Um, whether, and to be honest, doesn't matter whether you're male or female because yeah. many guys don't realize actually they can get breast cancer. Obviously, it's a small number. For, but for women, it's nearly 20,000 women a year are diagnosed and about 164 men. But you can take control of your breast health and do your own checks. So how exactly do we do that, Holly? Do we need to come into a doctor's office or can we do this at home? So if you are above 50, then there are national screening programs. And my big call out, if you are part of those screening programs, please don't miss your screening session. If you've missed one in the last year or so, book yourself in and get yourself checked. But we can all check ourselves and it's really simple to do. What you need to do, what we always like to say is if you grow them, you need to know them. Mm. And so what you need to do is you need to look, you need to feel and you need to learn. There's a really easy three-step guide on our website, mcgrathfoundation.com.au. So if you need to know the details, we'll have a look at that. But essentially, learning what is normal for you is the most important thing. Yeah, wonderful, Holly. Now, um, this might be a little bit too much info, a little bit sexually in the <laughs> We're household. Here to share. Okay, it's all about sharing. So, as a husband, when you've yes. got your partner, I would say I would see my partner a little more than she looks at herself, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, as a partner, and same for her, I suppose, is there anything that you could be keeping an eye out for as a partner? Yes, absolutely. And honestly, the role of partners is absolutely critical because, as you say, quite often they're the ones that are going to notice the changes before they're their loved one. And so honestly, it's, you know, if you are um, observing your partner or any, if anything looks unusual, you need to suggest that they get it checked. So often we tend to think about breast cancer being a lump, but it's not just a lump. It can show itself up in a variety of different ways. So it can be um, swelling, it can be soreness, it can be a change in the texture of the skin. There's a whole range of different things. And that's why we say, you need to really recognize what is normal for you because most women will recognize that they have their, their, their breasts don't even match themselves. Yeah. So you need to know what each one looks like and therefore you can recognize any changes. Yeah, and absolutely. it's the same for guys as well. Yeah, good call. Hey, Holly, uh, before we wrap up, for those that are interested in finding out more information of what particularly your breast care nurses do or maybe they want to get some more resources, where, sh- where should we direct them to? Um, the simplest thing to do is to go to our website, mcgrathfoundation.com.au. I want everybody to know that our nurses are there for you. You do not need a referral. They are absolutely free. All you need to do is go to mcgrathfoundation.com.au and type in your postcode. Your nearest nurse will pop up with her mobile number and you can call her then and there. So it's really simple. And what we encourage everyone to do is to get in touch as early as possible after diagnosis because our nurses can then help you to make really good decisions for yourself and your loved ones and support you through your treatment journey. The McGrath Foundation CEO there, Holly Masters. For any more details, mcgrathfoundation.com.au. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M?
The old age problem, right? When you go travelling, you need to pack enough underwear. But for some reason, <laughs> some of us decide that we will pack enough underwear as though we'll have an accident three times a day. I literally packed 12 <laughs> pairs of jocks for a three-day getaway. <laughs> Classic. I don't know why. I do it every time. I pack every pair of jocks nearly that I can mm. and just load them in. I don't know why I do it, but I do it. Well, I usually do that. But this trip, uh, I had five days off and I went to the Big Smoke in Brisbane. Yeah. Hung out with uh, family friends and I for some reason didn't pack enough underwear that I got to the really? point where there was one day where I was short oh. and I, I, I went through my my luggage and I thought I'd count through and I double check and no it was right I needed one more pair to get through the trip oh, no. so what do I do I was looking at the pair of dirty laundry thinking can I reuse it? No, yeah, no, come you on, can't. Jules, Can you're I do it inside that. out? No. No. <laughs> do I go to the shops for one pair? Yeah. No. That's a bit of an effort. What? I want to use the time traveling, exploring the region, right? Then so I you thought, couldn't spare a minute to get a pair of knickers for your well, trip back? Well, I just thought it's one day. Do I get Whoa, through it okay? No, where the hell is this going? Okay. Then I was thinking, okay, we're staying with a a, a a husband and wife couple. Maybe I can ask the woman no, at the house I'm staying why with. Why would you even think of that? Can, can I ask her to lend me a pair? Why would that? But e- then I thought, oh yeah, it's probably a bit awkward if we're a different the, size. How do I return it in Oz Post tracking or something? Also Here's a pair fact, of underwear back. Also, the fact that it's a piece of material that touches your genitals and you mm. don't want to share with a random person. There was also the option of going commando. Oh, but okay. I didn't really want to do that. So in the end, guess what I did. I don't know. I went two days wearing the same pair. I'm sorry, I did. So if you saw me yesterday, just don't get too close to me, I guess. But I'm doing laundry today, I promise you. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. In my books, one of the worst teams in the world is the Magpies. I can agree with you there, being a Melbourneian, but... Yeah, the Pies suck in, in AFL. Can't yeah. stand them. Don't have teeth. Well, well, Pies fans are either so deep, mm. they're so over the top and love them, or you just really, really hate them. It's a, it's a team of extremes, and that sort of, sort of came into the Aussie Bundy Big Bash with the Headlands Pies. And I think people are much the same. They either love the Headlands Pies down there at Salter mm-hmm. Oval. Or they hate them. Or they hate them. Guess which side of the fence I sit on? I wonder. Pure hatred. This wouldn't have anything to do with the swooping incident, would it? Well, I hated them to start with, but after <laughs> I got attacked by a magpie, bled everywhere, and then got called a pussy by 90% of the listeners that oh, called No, you up. got concussed. I, I a, <laughs> yeah, he got me bad. <laughs> well, I can't stand magpies. And how we like to convey our emotions, Jules, mm. is, of course, through songs. I've written a song as to why I hate the magpies just so much. Got a scooter, thought it was grand Went up the road, found out firsthand A magpie beak hurts a thing or two Then the blood flooded through People called up, called me a sook Said it's just a little feathered bird I said, mate, I'm kinda concussed now I think that cricket team sucks. I hate magpies. Just I hate magpies. La 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 la. 
They tried so hard, still they lost the final Cause they just suck Stupid magpies oh, The most pure songwriting you've ever done Thank Sensational you. From the heart, that one. It was, you can tell JB and Jules, Bundaberg in print Taking you back over 100 years of Bundy news I love this segment. We take it in turns every single week to bring each other a news story, a real news story that's happened in Bundaberg, reported by the news mail over 110 years. And the other person has to guess what the story is all about. Yeah, we look for some really old school news stories and some of them blow your mind that these are all real. Mm. These all actually happened here in our region. Some were groundbreaking back in the day. Back in the day, a woman (laughs) once wore a skirt that went just above the ankle. Back in the day, that was pretty crazy stuff, (laughs) but this week I'm going to bring you, Jules, the um, the headline, and you've got to try guess what the story is, and the year it was made. Now this one, I think it's a pretty obvious story off the headline, but can I just first kick off, because there's random ads from that year, spattered oh, about. Yes, in this book itself. So this is an ad from the year I've got. It's for Malin Painless Instruction Extractions. What? Yep, so it costs you a fifth of a pound to get your teeth removed. What? No charge for examination or advice. With Barolin, the melon? It was on... Ma- no, <laughs> that's the family <laughs> name. They don't hit the... Oh. Do you think they're hitting people's teeth out with a melon? <laughs> yes. Well, they'd have to have great aim. <laughs> What a heavy melon. What a stupid tool. Where did they find real dental tools? I prefer cantaloupe, to be honest. (laughs) Let's get on to the the real story. The headline reads this. Angler hooked in eyelid. Oh! Mmm. Oh! Okay, so What do you think the story is and what do you think the year it was from? Down in the Burnett River in uh, 1927, uh, there was a fisherman that went down to the river, went for a bit of a fish and did a jewels and accidentally uh, massacred a fish. It's as simple as that. Oh, you think he got it through the fisher's eyelid? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't the story. That wasn't the story <laughs> at all. That was not the story. That wasn't as groundbreaking as I thought. So he, you got got it right that it was on the Burnett. You got it right that he was as bad at throwing a line as you. As because me? Was it 1927? The ambulance brigade was transported when... Uh, the ambulance brigade transported Archie Pringle, 21 years old, of Walker Street to a doctor's surgery with a fish hook embedded in his left eyelid. How did that happen? Now, there's a typo in this story. It's, I think it's supposed to say the hook was successfully removed by the doctor, but instead it says the hood was successfully removed by the doctor. So the I'm hood thinking, of the eye. did they take the eyelid off? Was this the procedure? Does he back, now wear an eye patch? Back in the year 1939, this one oh, was. I was. So close. you said 27, a you weren't early. too far off. And if you're going for a fish at the Burnett, for the love of God, watch your eye. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. JB, you love a little production? I love a little production. A little local production, my personal favourite, yes. Well, we have one coming this weekend, this Saturday from 6pm, thanks to Creative Regions. We have Dancing in the Rainbow. Dancing in the Rainbow. Tell me about it. This is celebrating the LGBTIQA plus youth community and all their allies in Bundaberg. And to tell us about it, we have those behind the scenes and on stage. We've got Jordan, the director, Reese, the technical director, and Amy, the performer from Dancing in the Rainbow. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you doing? Thanks welcome, so much for coming in. Welcome, welcome. Well, tell us about this production and how it differs from, from what we might see on a weekly basis. Yeah, so I think this is definitely something um, Bundaberg hasn't seen, uh, especially with the youth. So uh, Bundaberg has some great performing features with Playhouse and Shalom and all the high schools. 
but it's just really great to show this sense of community that some of us feel like Bundaberg's been missing. Um, so it's not every day that you get to see a drag queen up on stage in Bundaberg <laughs> doing her thing, but you know we've got it all there. So we're very keen to show Bundaberg what we have. Terrific. Um, Amy, are you the lead role in the production? I'm not the lead role, but I'm one of the featured soloists. Okay. Can Wonderful. You, can you tell us a little bit about the story? Oh, it's actually a big mashup. So there's dancing, drag queens, uh, collage performance. There's lots of different things happening on that stage. Yeah. Now, can you tell us a bit about how this production has been coming together, given the fact that it, it obviously covers um, some pretty important topics to be able to mm. bring um, – sorry, uh, what's the complete – the complete word for it. I don't want to get it wrong. LG LGBTIQA+. Did we get it right? A+. Nailed plus. It. We nailed it. Sorry, it keeps getting added to and I'm no, trying right. my best. Uh, but bringing, bringing the community together, um, mm. has it been a very inclusive and very fun environment to be a part of? Yeah, so um, I think what's different about our show as well is it's not a standard musical. So there's not a single storyline or characters everyone's playing. It's what you call collage drama. So it allows everyone in it to kind of tell their own story with all these different features. Um, I think we definitely were nervous at the beginning to try and pull a cast together. We were kind of worried if mm. people did want to be a part of it and that, but I think our cast is very brave and not only do we have like the rainbow community, but we have all the allies in there as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What made you want to get involved in a production like this? Um, well, it's been a pretty big year for me. I came out at the beginning of this year. Um, I'm originally a Bundy boy, but I live in Brisbane now. So one of the uh, heads of Creative Regions, Jackie Smith, uh, messaged me and told me about the project and I was very excited. I've worked with her before, so I wanted to jump on that one straight away and it's been amazing. Well, what a huge thing for yourself to come out publicly in one year and then to take to the stage mm. uh, to show who you are, you should be pretty damn proud of yourself. Cheers, cheers. It yeah, should incredible. be a wonderful performance. When's it all going down and how can people get behind and support this? So it's on this Saturday, the 9th of October. There's a 6pm show and a 9pm show, so there's plenty of time for going out dancing afterwards if you want. <laughs> yes. And you guys can find it on the Creative Regions website or Creative Regions Facebook also has links to the Eventbrite for ticket sales. Awesome. Tickets still available? Yes, tickets still available. Terrific. Jordan, Reese, Amy, thank you guys all for coming in. Really appreciate it. Dancing in the Rainbow. Check it out, guys. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.